All right. Well, this is the headline of the day. Do not impose a stop pay federal workers order to ignore cheating in CERB and EI claims. It is uh, a column written by Tom Blackwell from the National Post. Federal employees vetting the millions of applications for emergency and employment insurance benefits during the pandemic have been told to ignore most potential cases of cheating despite reports of widespread fraud. Tom is our uh, guest right now on the program. Tom, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Wow. How widespread is, is the fraud when it comes to the emergency relief? Well, I mean, we don't really know uh, exactly. I, I, I have a source who says that within the uh, the government, uh, they're talking about ha- there having been something like 200,000 claims that have been sort of red flagged as potentially, uh, you know, abusive or, or, or fraudulent. Um, but, you know, none of that's proven, <laughs> partly because right. they're being told not to refer these cases to investigation. So, so we, yeah, we don't really know. But, um, you know, I, I think uh, with any program like this, that there's, there's going to be a certain amount of, uh, of abuse. And in, this, and in this case, you know, they're pushing out these, these payments pretty quickly. So uh, perhaps an even greater chance of abuse than, than with most uh, benefit programs. Okay, so what kind of abuse are you hearing about from your source? Well, um, you know, it's uh, different things. Uh, what I was told is, you know, you know, people. I mean, the, the, to get the the CERB uh, payment, the emergency uh, payment, uh, you have to have made uh, five, at least five thousand dollars in 2019, or or in the previous uh, 12 months. So, uh, you know, in a lot of cases, it's sort of these suspicious claims that that uh, where. The person made exactly five thousand dollars in, you know, the last month of, of two thousand nineteen, that kind of thing, or uh, you know, uh, international students who are limited to, uh, you know, only working twenty hours a week, you know, while in classes and and claiming to have worked much more than that so they can meet the the minimum uh, to, to get the uh, to get the payment. Um, a lot of claims from people outside of the country, although. Government says that, that that's okay if, if they're if they're uh, Canadian residents and and sort of uh, stuck abroad, I guess. But uh, right. those are the kind of things. Yeah. yeah. So this was anticipated by the government. What wasn't anticipated was a memo directing federal employees to turn a blind eye. Can you elaborate on what you learned about that memo? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and I mean the government has said has said previously that you know they realize that that you know in order to to get these payments out really quickly uh, without asking a lot of questions, you know, there was going to be, uh, you know, heightened chance of risk of, uh, of abuse. Uh, this this memo that went around to um, uh, people who work in the uh, employment uh, and social development uh, Canada uh, ministry who are sort of processing these claims seems to go, to go a bit further and, you know, says, uh, effective immediately while processing a claim, if an agent uncovers information that suggests a potential abuse of the EI system by a client, an employer, or a third party, they do not impose a stop pay and do not refer the file to integrity unless it is considered an urgent investigation. And ur- urgent investigation is defined later, and it's, it's fairly narrow in terms of the type of cases that, that they're saying should be referred to investigation. And then and further on, the memo says, uh, you know, that they have suspended all integrity operations activities for compliance and enforcement of the EI program. And 
the the CERB uh, payment has sort of certainly has sort of been kind of uh, merged in with the the EI program for this uh, for this period. Well, what what did you find out um, qualified as an urgent response? Uh, w- well, um, th- they they mentioned three categories. One is uh, applications that come from uh, people who are dead, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where their their sin numbers, uh, you know, and indicated is a person who's no longer alive. Uh, uh-huh. a, a, what they call a dormant. Uh, uh, social insurance number that's one that's sort of never been used but suddenly is being trotted out uh, uh, to make this uh, to apply for the, these benefits and then uh, for false records of employment uh, although uh, my source indicated that that the, the last one the false records of employment those ones are not, are also being just sort of pumped out and and, and not uh, not referred for uh, for investigation but there are some exceptions and uh, and the government is saying yeah they are interested in in tracking down fraud but uh, you know that may come later well, why try and track it down? Why not stop it while it's happening or before you actually hand over the cash? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, a stop payment is, is relatively easy to do. Um, putting it on hold, also easy to do. Not so easy to do uh, tracking everybody down later. And that's costly. So there's added cost to that. Let's talk about the memo. If employees detect possible abuse, the memo says, they should still process the payment and should not refer the file to the department's integrity branch. According to your source, 200,000 applicants have already been red flagged. So why are they still red flagging applicants? Did your source tell you why would they would do this if they're not going to track them down? Well, I mean, I, I think the employees who are uh, processing these are, are, are uh, these claims are uh, concerned about what they're seeing and, and they would they would like to see these applications investigated. Um, and I think they're getting some sort of vague assurances. Oh yeah, well, you know, we will, we'll, we'll look at that later, later, you know, now, now the priority is just to get the money out. Um, mm-hmm. And the government, the government does say they, they, you know, they say the system is designed with uh, back end safeguards so that sort of after the fact, they can go after people. Um, you know, my source sort of uh, w- was uh, suggested that given the number of files that look questionable, it seems, you know, hard to believe that that uh, all of those, if, if in fact there are like 200,000 or more, it seems hard to believe that, that, that the government could investigate all of those claims after the fact and, 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 uh, and, and get the money back. But uh, I, that's sort of what they are seem to be suggesting. Tom Blackwell is our guest who's from the National Post, wrote a story about how uh, federal employees have been encouraged by the government uh, if they see something that looks like a fraudulent application for the emergency benefits that they just turned a blind eye, try and get the money out. Uh, you also mentioned that the department has suspended the compliance and enforcement of the EI program, uh, which is helping manage Canada's emergency response benefit payments. Is this a case, Tom, of not having the manpower to spend time on possible fraud right now? Um, I, I think that may be part of it. I mean, from what, what I've heard is that uh, some of the people who were normally do that kind of uh, enforcement work uh, for EI are in fact working on processing the applications 
for the uh, for the third payment. So yeah, I mean they're not uh, they're not free to to, to do the uh, investigations at this point. So I think that's uh, that that is definitely uh, part of the problem. I think, um, uh, and uh, I think there's just uh, from what I've heard, just a, a real sort of push to to get the money out to to you know to to get the uh the statistics on on the number of people who've received payments up and and, and that kind of thing um and uh we'll deal with the uh the problems later i guess what's the employment minister saying about your report did you reach out did you ask for uh, a comment on this story yeah absolutely and um uh and and then they say uh you know uh that uh you know that there are some cases where they are looking at things you know this this so-called urgent or critical investigations they they say are are being done but um i I think uh as i mentioned that you know that that what they're emphasizing is that this is system is designed with uh as what they call back-end safeguards so that they can they they can go back and and uh, after the fact and and uh, and get people to repay money that was paid out improperly and and they say that uh, you know they're they're doing file reviews and then, and they are doing some investigations and they've got uh, you know uh, using you know computer programs to to track uh, this stuff and and doing you know data analytics and 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 that kind of thing to detect. Um, uh, supposedly to detect, um, you know, improper payments and, and, and fraudulent activity. So they say that thing, that kind of thing is going on. Um, you know, at the same time, there's, there's this memo uh, suggesting perhaps otherwise. But, but yeah, they're saying that. And, uh, you know, and, and I spoke to, uh, to Kevin Page, the former parliamentary budget officer, who's always been sort of tough in terms of uh, going after the government for improper spending. And, and he actually kind of defended this approach, which is which is interesting. Really, what was his defense of it? Yeah, well, I mean, he, he he's saying essentially, and it's an interesting comment that this uh, situation with millions of people uh, out of work is essentially a situation that was, you know, created by government in order to uh, deal with the pandemic. Uh, you know, get people to stay at home, so the government has to try to you know buffer that to 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 respond to that so it's created these these benefit programs and uh you know the, the priority is just to get the money out there and and uh counteract the the effects of of all this unemployment so you know if there's uh if if there's abuse and fraud as a result you know that that sort of goes with the territory and uh later on they can they can go back and uh and uh you know identify the uh the abusive uh, claims and 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 get people to repay the money unless they're not flagged because they're being told to not flag them so they're only going to get a couple of them that the the back-end safeguards those computer uh safeguards catch i to, it just to, to me there's it boggles the mind because there's no money tree uh, that we can just shake and we you know we don't have a, a limitless amount of cash available the federal director of taxpayers federation of canada also not pleased he said even a small percentage of fraud can mean hundreds of millions of dollars are wasted tom i'm always interested in this what is because you guys have like word limits when you're writing a column what's the most interesting thing about this story that didn't make it to print uh that didn't make it to print um uh yeah i, I certainly uh, i'm hearing stories about 
international students who are receiving these payments. Um, and, uh, you know, that's something I'm, I'm going to look into further. And, and it's certainly a, it's a debatable question. I mean, someone who comes over here uh, as an international student and, and perhaps their studies are interrupted uh, by the situation, you know, do they uh, deserve to receive these benefits as well? Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think there'd be different different opinions about that. But uh, um, I, I certainly I'm hearing from, from sources in certain immigrant communities uh, who are not pleased <laughs> with this, which is interesting. Um, but anyways, that, that's, uh, I think, it's something to, something else to, to kind of look into. All right. Well, we'll look forward to your report on that. Thank you very much, Tom. Okay, thank you.